Well, anyways, for all of you that are listening today, welcome to Two Brown Boys and a Podcast Podcast. <clears throat> Joining you today will be myself, host number one, and my brother, J.J. Thompson, host number two. What's up, J.J.? Hey, what up? How's it going over there in the big old SLC? Oh, it's it's cold. It doesn't want to make up its mind. It's it's sixty degrees one day, and then we're supposed to get snow this weekend. So you know, typical typical Utah. <laughs> yeah, well, I I uh, was enjoying my day today. Nice seventy degree weather out, washing the cars, mm. soaking up some sun, working on this uh, this winter. I'm trying to shut off this winter. Uh, Wait and this winter white skin trying to get my tan on, you know. Yeah, it must be nice to have 70 degrees. Holy crap! Yeah, dude, I was actually sweating outside, shorts and t shirt. Oh, I would kill to wear shorts outside right now. <laughs> Anyways, on today's show, joining us will be the one, the only dad, the father, Padre. <laughs> What's up, boys? What's good up, Dad? Dad? How you doing, Dad? I'm doing good. Uh, much like you, enjoying the 70 degree weather. I I was a little sweat. I was sweating today too. I had to take my hoodie off and oh man, just, uh, just go just summertime it. <clears throat> you poor things over there. I feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> we're new to the game, so. Uh, my name's Tommy Thompson. I'm uh, from the beautiful, wonderful city of Sholo, Arizona. And I bet none of you out there, except for us little folk out here up in the mountain, knows. So we're just north of, northeast of Phoenix, about three hours by the New Mexico mm-hmm. border. Great weather. We get all four seasons, unlike yeah. my brother over here. Well, it was mostly wintertime up there in Salt Lake. No, not really, but it feels like that. It's, it's it's winter. The winter seems to stay longer than any other season for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I uh, I love sports. Sports is one of my big passions. It's always been one of my passions in my life. Yes, sir. Got me through a lot. You know, as I used to always say when I was younger, <clears throat> the one the one girl that never left me was that pigskin, <laughs> that football. <laughs> I was the one that never broke my heart. Unless that you're a pigs, dolphin yeah. fan. <laughs> Unless you're a dolphin fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when I was in high school, they were in the Super Bowl, and we all know how old I am, so that was a long time ago. The glory days. <laughs> the glory days. The glory days, for sure. Anyways, big, big Steelers, diehard fan over here, myself. I've been following the Steelers <clears throat> since I was about six years old. Um, and, uh, they've just been my team, the yellow and gold all day, baby. Um, but on this show, we're going to talk about everything from football, basketball, baseball, and even a little bit of hockey from my boy. Yes, sir. I'm your boy for hockey. I got (laughs) you. Okay. Um, So I, I just want to, I just want to get this out of the way before, and and even to get it on documents at this point, but Tommy, I want, I want to hear what your teams are for every single sport, all major league sports, just so we have it on record so that, you know, it's just been a little, I'm a little confused right now. So let's, let's hear it out. Don't be confused. Don't be confused. All right. Listen, listen, listen. All right. I've been a Steelers fan my whole life. Steelers are number one. Mm -hmm. Um, Football. We can't get that mixed up. Steelers fan all day, all day long. You know, I'll root for my, you know, every now and then you get a couple guys that come up and I'm watching them and I like them and I'll follow them. But other than that, the Steelers is my team. Basketball, this is the tricky one, but not so yep. tricky. Celtics fan. End of the day, all day since I started watching basketball, Boston Celtics are my team and they are my team today. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I've been uh I've been keeping up with my lowly little sons. <laughs> Here for a little while since I moved to the beautiful state of Arizona. Or since they got um, good. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
No, I've been I've been keeping up with the Steelers since I moved down here about six years ago, six seven years ago, and uh, you know, just mostly um, out of spite of my of uh, my uncle Blaine. Now here, shout out Uncle Blaine Wiggins, Uncle Blaine or Blaine uh, Wiggins Real Estate. And, uh, <clears throat> anyways, um, <laughs> no, best but, realtor uh, in Phoenix, right? And, and White Mountains. Anyways, uh, but uh, just to kind of spite him, he's a uh, Arizona native, more or less. But um, you know, I just I I just followed the Suns a little bit, just just because as a kind of a troll. But you know, ever since uh, they got Devin Booker uh, and things have been, you know, I've been following them. I'll find myself little doing, CP3 action. Well, CP3 that was a real big uh, push on that one. That's what pushed me over the 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 line on that one, but. What I was saying though is that uh, I started off as a troll, and then you know you you follow a team for you know as long as I was, and you know I was watching them on TV when we were losing every game we ever played, and <laughs> you know I, I, and I would every time I play my uh, my career on NBA 2K, I always put myself on the Suns, and so ever since then I've just been kind of keeping up with the Suns and. You know, here we are competing in the championship, and uh, unlike my Celtics, <laughs> but oh, uh, you know, I'm, I live in the Arizona. Celt- the Celtics are on the rise. We they- can talk about the Celtics uh, we'll later, see. Maybe, but yeah, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. They've yeah, been doing for reals. for reals. Don't jinx it, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, so I've been following the Suns, we've been doing good, and I'm a big CP3 fan. I, I love Chris Paul. Since he came out of college, and um, uh, and he's just been one of my favorite basketball players. And he went to the Suns, and that definitely made things just just kind of made the icing on the cake for me. But uh, but yeah, so Boston Celtics, Phoenix Suns. All right, record record straight there in the NBA. Baseball, we'll get into baseball a little bit later too. But um, with baseball, I'm a Rockies fan. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. The Rockies, they have a team. Calm down, wait, calm down. Wait, wait, weren't you a Braves fan last week? <laughs> yeah, the Colorado Rockies, probably never heard of them. But uh, those are my boys. Those are my boys. I've been, I've been a Rockies fan since my first Little League baseball team. That was my Little League baseball team right there. That's the first team I ever played for. And ever since then, <clears throat> I always love rocking the uh, – the CR logo. It's just it's just my thing. Little but purple. Uh, little purple going on. But yeah, the Diamondbacks, I like the Diamondbacks. I keep up with the Diamondbacks too, being here in Arizona. Um and uh yeah, and then I mean uh, being grown up in Colorado or spending my high school career in Colorado, um uh, I do kind of pull towards my, my Colorado teams. So the Avalanche for the yeah. couple times we talk about hockey on this show. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. He, he doesn't understand, JJ, where hockey's at, but yeah. I know. Well, it's just okay. He'll get there. He'll I'm, get I'm, there. Sorry for, I'm sorry for being a, a, a homer, you know. There's <laughs> room for big, my big home time team. Homer. <laughs> but, it's uh, okay. Hockey, hockey's a, it's, it's a sport that if you were to sit down and watch – and have a good person explain to you what it is, what's it about, the the basic rules to it. You you're hooked. It's just one of those things, you know. So, we'll we'll, we'll you'll come around there, Tommy, eventually. And and play and play uh, a little bit of NHL, right? Mm-hmm. On the, oh, on the Xbox. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's how you fell in love with that sport. Play some shell, yeah. Play some shell online, you know. Yeah, about. All right, JJ, since I got my little bio out of the way, what about you, man? What are you working with? Ooh, well, my name is JJ Thompson, brother of uh, Tommy Thompson, the son of Jay Thompson. Um, I live in Ogden, Utah, which is just a little bit north of Salt Lake. Um, I work a lot, but I do love me my sports. It's it's hard to express my love for sports with people who I work with that don't enjoy sports as much as I do. It's always a pleasure to, you know, get, get together with my brother or my dad or, you know, even some of my other brothers or brother-in-laws to talk about sports and stuff. But 
my teams. So start out with the the best team out there, New Orleans Saints. Uh, ooh, ooh. Black and gold. They've been relevant for the past 15 years. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I was when I was younger. I was a little lost at where I was at with my my NFL team. Um, uh, I would say I sided Dolphins with the Dolphins. I, I sided with the Dolphins for a little bit. You know, I had that. Um, I had that influence from my father. Uh, a little brainwashing going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with my dad being a, a <laughs> Dolphins fan and a Steelers fan. Obviously, Tommy took the way of the Steelers. Um, I was a Steelers like, fan I do... before I moved into, came into this household. I was, <laughs> I was a Steelers fan before I came in. Yeah. For the record. Mm-hmm. For the record. Um, but I, I love me my Saints. I, you know, I started probably out when I was 10 years old or maybe even 11. My, um, my mom, Lindsay, got, uh, has a friend who went to New Orleans and went to a New Orleans Saints game. And he came back with an official Drew Brees jersey from like the, the, the shop there at the Superdome. And he gave it to me. And ever since then, I was like, I'm, I'm a Saints fan. Love me my Saints. Yes, it was after they had won the Super Bowl. But like I said, I was just a young buck. I wasn't bandwagoning on anything. Um, Saints have been my team ever since. Um, Drew Brees is the GOAT. I don't care what anybody says. Okay, Tom Brady's past him, but he's right there below him. He, he's got the accolades. He's got the stats. A little he's got the ring. Oh, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But, but I'm just saying, Drew Brees is my boy. That's my boy. You know, he's stuck with the black and gold from Purdue all the way up to the Saints. Stayed with, you know, essentially one team for his whole career other than when he was, when he was with the Chargers. Didn't really play that much. But he made a stamp in New Orleans. Gotta respect that. Um, so yeah, good Saints fan. Loving loving my boys in gold. Um, baseball, baseball, basketball, and hockey. I am dedicated to one spot and one spot only, and that will be Boston, Massachusetts. I'm all Boston fan. <laughs> talking Red Sox, I'm talking Bruins, and I'm talking about my Celtics. Um yeah. Love me my Boston boys. So we'll, we'll we'll go at that. All right. <clears throat> and uh let's introduce our guests over here and see what you working with. Well, let's see. Uh my name's Jay. I'm fifty-six, getting up there in age. Um not I'm, a day I'm, over twenty, Dad. What's that? I said you're not looking a day over twenty. Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> even though you're lying, we'll go with that. Uh, age is just a number, right? <laughs> you got something on your nose, bro. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm old school. I go back to the '70s when the when the Dolphins. I was, uh, gosh, what was it? '73. So I was eight years old when the Dolphins were undefeated. I was a huge Larry Zonka fan. He was my hero. He was a running back, fullback, and ran over people. I was a big kid when I was little. And so, so yeah, so I've been a Dolphins fan. But at the same time in the 70s, the Steelers were racking up championships. And Mean Joe Green was my hero as well. So I'm a diehard Dolphins fan, but a, a very close second are my Steelers. Love them too. Franco. Love, uh, you know, uh, uh, Franco Harris and Terry Bradshaw mm-hmm. and Lynn Swan. All the boys. The real TB12. That's right. <laughs> TB12. There you Terry go. Bradshaw. <laughs> and then, of course, Dan Marino and the Duper brother, the Clayton brothers. Yeah, so that's my football history, my baseball history. <clears throat> A diehard Braves fan. Uh, Love Dale Murphy. Uh, he was my hero growing up. And, uh, and then uh, because the Yankees were the Braves' nemesis, Back in the 90s, I soon learned to love the Boston Red Sox because when you're a Yankee hater, you become a Boston Red Sox fan. So. That's this is the complete opposite, yes. You know what? <laughs> Have you know, to unless, be. unless you're a Yankees fan, you hate the Yankees. That's how I see yep. it. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. <laughs> right. Just like so. just like if you're if you're not a Patriots fan or you're not a Lakers fan, or you're not a Bruins fan, because I, I I have to put the Bruins in there. Then then you're so, yeah, them. so 
I would stay with the the Boston theme myself. I'm a I'm a big Boston Bruins fan, and I'm also a Celtic fan. So yes, sir. love the Celtics. Followed the Celtics my whole life. Um, but I'm I'm kind of on that bandwagon or on that train with Tommy with the Suns. When I was a kid and scouts, I actually earned the right to carry the uh, Arizona State flag in one of the Suns halftime show. So, uh, so when I was younger, I, I got to go to a son's game. And so, yeah, but, uh, my, my true love is the Celtics. Uh, I was, uh, I watched the, uh, Indiana state, Michigan state, 1979 NCAA championship game <laughs> where magic Johnson took down Larry bird and Indiana oh state. My gosh. Yeah, that was, and it was a terrible. classic game. And I said, wherever magic Johnson goes, I will hate and I have thoroughly hated the Lakers my entire life. And wherever Respectful. Larry Bird goes is my team. And I've loved the Chief and McHale and <laughs> Cornbread, Maxwell, you name it. And uh, Larry Bird, Larry Bird, and my, the great white hope. I'm telling you right there. So, so yeah. The assassin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Silent assassin. You, you never see him coming. One of the ugliest guys you ever see in the NBA. <laughs> But the sweetest three point shot you'll ever see. That's probably why no one wanted to guard him. They probably, <laughs> no, nobody wanted to guard because they couldn't. <laughs> they <why>. couldn't. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's my deal. That's that. Those are my teams. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, like I said earlier, today's show we're gonna be bouncing around. Um, but first, we're gonna start off. Um, I guess we'll just start off our show today with the NBA, right? Um, yeah, sounds good. I know uh, Dad and I right here, we just uh, finished the end of that Celtics-Memphis game. Yeah, right. And Jason Tatum balling out. Right? I'm Look at you. that. If only, if only it was out. consistent. Hey, the, you know, they played the Hawks on Tuesday. They were down 17 in the first half, and they're calling cards defense. You know, the third quarter, they shut down – uh, Trey Young and the Hawks, like you wouldn't believe, they scored. Oh, the Hawks scored sixty-four points in the first half. They scored thirty, I think thirty-three or thirty-seven in the second. Jason Tatum had more points overall than they had in the second half <clears throat> as a team. Right. Well, I mean, even just today, we just played the red hot uh, Memphis Grizzlies, right? And we, with Morant, with, with Ja, right? My front runner MVP. We'll talk about that a little oh, later. But <clears throat> anyway, um, <laughs> no, but we we played really really well. I mean, our defense, like like Dad just said, our defense has been amazing, and to be able to to play defense like we did against John Morant, I know I know uh, sometime in the first quarter we had he was like over six starting off the beginning of the game today. Yeah, um, which is which is pretty impressive <clears throat> when you look at the the Boston Celtics. I mean, we've been. Beginning of the year, well, at least before the All Star break, we were we didn't know who we were, and and I think uh, we were really rallying around our defense, and it's <coughs> a great thing when you have two stars like a Jason Tatum and a Jalen Brown, primarily offensive yep. talents. But you know, uh, Dad and I were speaking earlier off the show, and we were talking about how um, we our our GM. He pulled we pulled together some of these rough guys, these rough riders, right? And and I feel like as you know, being a Celtics fan, watching this as we, as we've been, we we are the best when we have a chip on our shoulder. I feel oh, like absolutely the best. And absolutely. and that's what we're doing right now. Well, and it, and it reminds me, the Celtics today remind me of the Celtics with Larry Bird, right? You had Larry Bird who was your scorer. You had Kevin McHale score. But then you had those guys like Chief, you know, Parrish, who's inside doing the ugly work, Cornbread Maxwell inside doing the ugly work. You know, you had those role players, Danny Ainge in the front court, Dennis Smith or Dennis Johnson. I mean, those those guys were like blue-collar, shut-down defensive players. And if you look at the Celtics today, you look at guys like Robert Williams. I mean, the guy just – he's a monster in the paint. He's grown leaps and bounds the last year, two years. And nobody wants to go inside on the Celtics. And yeah. the way they run that high-pick-and-roll with – now that they've got um, Horford back – 
you know, they've got big guys that can move their feet and actually roll, you know, cover that pick and roll, that high pick and roll. And so they're really shutting down other teams with that, with that defensive intensity. What do you got, JJ? What do you think? Um, I think they've been, they've been playing good. That the beginning of the season was, was a rough ride for them. I remember, you know, coming home from work and jumping on the TV and watching them play and just being like, you know, Jason Tatum, he, he, he looked good, but then like he looked super good one day. And then the next game he was just, you know, brick after brick after brick. And I'm just, you know, I, I didn't understand why he was shooting these shots, but I think a lot of what the Celtics is, it's not all based around Jason Tatum. You got, you got Jalen Brown, you got Marcus smart out there, you know, just, just driving this team. I mean, and it's unfortunate. I, I know Jalen Brown didn't play today, right? Yeah. He uh, twisted his ankle on Tuesday. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the update is on that. Um, he, you know, he, he was obviously really hurt when he got out. So hopefully he can come back sooner than later, but there's just other components to this team that, you know, one person is, is not pulling their weight. Another person does, you know what I mean? But well, sometimes yeah, that's White, White in the backcourt stepped up big time on Tuesday. Brown went time. down three minutes into the game, and White just stepped up and, and filled filled the gap. Well, and that's one of the things that I was talking about with our Celtics. Is, is, and I don't want to go too long about our Celtics. You know, we got a lot to get into. But but like I said, we all we play really good with a chip on our shoulder. And uh, with our coaching staff, the way that it is, the new coach that we got um, – he he's really he's really rallying us around that defense, like I said. And you know, next man up. I feel like that's just always been the mentality in Boston ever since ever since Kyrie, you know, uh, all that shenanigans happened. It was always next man up, and that's when we had these stars like Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown coming to showing out and playing. <clears throat> Anyways, so yeah, Boston played really well against uh, the the red hot Memphis Grizzlies tonight, and we we came out with that win. But uh, I really want to get into um, this MVP race. Oh man! <laughs> so who, yes, you, yes. who do you who you who you eyeing for for MVP, JJ? So I I don't want to be that guy, but what I so I'm looking at when I think of an MVP is um it's it's the most valuable player, right? When you have a valuable player like that, what what kind of person are you looking at? You're looking at somebody who's going to drive somebody to the championship, right? Whether or not they lose, I want to see the MVP be in the finals, right? And if I if I really have to say as much as I love Joel Embiid, you know, trust the process, he's he's out there. I think I am giving huge leniency to Giannis again. Giannis yeah. is looking just as hot, if not sometimes better, the way he plays his defense. You know what I mean? And so I, I'm I'm sticking in with Giannis. Giannis is playing like Giannis does. No, well, Giannis is it's that that's a that's a safe that's a safe one because because Giannis is amazing, and I mean they don't yeah. call him the Greek freak for nothing, but uh, you know that's he he's what he's averaging almost thirty points a game. I think that's second in the league, and I mean eleven rebounds, and I mean this dude is just. He's he he is downright amazing, and you know what? Being the defending champs, I think that that is a really, really, uh, you know, that's a re- that's a really good pick, and I and I won't I won't yeah hard to argue that one, but I I think I like my John Moran. I like John Moran. Even today, with the defense being shut out and being cold as early as he was, John Mur- John Moran ended up with thirty eight points today. Yeah. 38 points. I mean, that kid is just a walking bucket and he and he can do it. He is unstoppable. He's like Giannis in a six foot three, six foot four body. I mean, yeah, this, absolutely. nobody can stop this kid from going to the rim. I'm, I mean, this he just does what he wants. And, yeah. you know, even with the outstanding defense that uh, Boston played on him today, he still was just absolutely amazing. And, you know, John Morant in his last couple games, I mean, with that poster um, on the Spurs center, uh, that was just that was just out of this world. I mean, that was oh, probably yeah. one of the best dunks I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, I got that. I got that one coming from Hobby Lobby. I'm going to hang it on my wall in here. 
Right. No, yeah, Morant, he he is he's a very good choice. And then I I it's nothing against you or about who you know you choosing him, but he he's right now at this point, he is the people's choice. He is he's amazing to watch. I don't think I've ever seen a player so fun to watch ever since Steph Curry was was balling, you know, in his healthy days with Clay Thompson. You know what I mean? That was some fun basketball to watch. You sat down and you were hooked every time. Either one of those got the ball, and it was nothing but jaw drops every time Steph Curry hit one of those threes. Um, and not only that, but he he is the kind of guy who looks like he is having fun every single moment he is out there on that court. He is having a blast. He loves where he's at. He loves the team he plays for. He loves the players he plays for. So, yeah, I, I, I really like that choice, too. It might have been a hard second for me, too. Well, well the thing about it is, too, with my, with my pick with Jim Morant, with, with uh, Morant, is that uh, he's, he, he is leading this team. And being third in uh, the, the West, where these guys could easily – these guys would easily be the, the number one seed in the East. Oh, yeah. I mean, and and he's leading this team though. He he's leading this team with um on the stats and you could just see his leadership on the floor. I mean, they really rally around this kid and I don't know. I just I, I really do think that, that he is just that he's this staple and I think that he, it's his it's his I know everybody's talking about Joel Embiid and you know, you got your Giannis Actually, I got somebody else. Like that. But uh I don't know. It's just hard. It's just hard when you got a team as good as the Grizzlies, especially being where they were last year, where they got beat in um, the playing game, and yeah. now oh, they're yeah. number three in the best conference. I mean, that's that's something to me. And and they're like two, three games behind Golden State. I mean, which Golden State's not on a is on a, they're not playing very hot right now, so they could easily be. Um, Beat number him. one, well, well, they can easily be number the number two seed, uh, yeah. by next Thursday. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Golden State isn't a team right now that looks like they have a grasp on where they're at right now. Um, obviously, you got Steph Curry, you know, but Steph Curry can only make a certain amount of threes, you know, at a time. You know what? I I think he's averaging about thirty five, thirty six percent this season. In, in three pointers right now, um, so you know you can only you can only give the backpack to somebody like that and hold a grasp in that standing well, for so long. And that and that's just one of my other reasons why I like Morant so much is because, like Steph Curry, you know he's I mean, he'll 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 do his thing. I mean he's definitely the best shooter that this NBA has ever seen, and you know he's an amazing ball player with dribbling and all around, but but you, you're right. I mean he's he's carrying this team. They're really trying to figure out their groove. I guess I don't. They're just not. They're just not figuring it out. I mean you got some injuries, of course, with Wiseman and um, Draymond Green being out. I think that's really important. Yeah. But but I still this this Memphis team, even with this loss tonight, you know I I still have a lot of confidence in that team. Yeah. So so here's my question, and then we can we can probably move on to another topic here. Well, no, we, still need, we still need to hear Dad's. Uh... Oh, of course, of course. Um, but real quick, so with saying if Grizzly were to make it to the playoffs, even the second round, and you know, bless them if they make it any further than that, because obviously you have other teams what? that you're going against. Um, do you think that Morant would be? the kind of guy that people would say that he carried his entire team to the yes, point where they Yes, 100%. I mean, really? that is what – I just said that. Yes, he is leading this team. I mean, 38 points. Well, there's, just, a, there's a difference between think, leading and yes, carrying. It was, and I guess for me, and maybe it's just because he's a young kid, but he doesn't have the playoff experience. He doesn't have the resume. He, he, does, he is doing great. I, everything that Tommy said, I wouldn't disagree with. But it's it's one of those things where you've got to have longevity. And if you if you look at Moran, he's the new kid on the block, right? And and he's exciting. He's athletic. He's up in the air. He's jamming it. He's you know he's doing all this stuff. 
But you look at who my MVP candidate is, and it's Jokic, Mr. Joker for the Nuggets. And you, and a lot of people overlook him because he's not flashy. He doesn't get up there and dunk. He doesn't do all the things that Morant does. He doesn't, you know, he's not Embiid or he's not Giannis. But you look at him. You look at his stats: twenty-five points a game this year, this year, thirteen rebounds, double digits, seven point nine assists. How many big guys do you know? You know, Giannis doesn't have that. Embiid doesn't have that. Jokic not yeah. only generates his own offense, he, he his whole team goes through him. If you watch the Nuggets play, everything goes through that guy. And he's he he's a center. And so yeah. in my mind, if if Jokic is not on that team, Denver's nothing. I mean nothing. I'm sorry. And so for me, just all around everything and just consistency. I like Jokic. Is he going to win it? Probably not. He's not flashy. He's not that big-time name, if you will. But he gets it done night in and night out, and everything that Denver does runs through him. Well, yeah, yeah and I like what you're saying, too, but but at the same time, he is – isn't he's the reigning MVP? No, Giannis is. Oh, no. Giannis. That's why I said I picked Giannis, Giannis again. I didn't want to oh, be that guy, yeah, but Giannis, Giannis would be looking nice. Okay, yeah. but but Giannis is he's I feel like he's always in the conversation and yeah, yeah. but at the same time though I mean you look at you look at uh, Denver and then you look at Memphis and but look at Denver's remaining schedule they have the easiest schedule from here on to the end of the year than any other team so they're not going to end six they're they're going to be in the mix it'll be interesting to see and and you're right it'll it'll largely determine what some of these middle of the pack teams are doing. I mean, if Memphis comes up with, you know, a push at the end and they get to that second seed or they, they start, you know, inching up towards the Suns, great. But if they fall off, then they're back in the middle of the pack. So the next two to four weeks are going to be really a big determinant on where these guys lead their teams and where they land at the end of the year. Yeah, and and, and I'll just go back in with that. Jokic is that with, – with that, he – I mean, he, he's playing without Jamal Murray – and and I know and I know that that would be make a big difference for that team and I'd yeah. definitely be a lot higher than the six seed, um, if Jamal Murray was in the game. But uh, Michael Porter, he isn't he dealing with a back injury? You know, I mean, so there's a lot of stuff going on. There's there. a lot of question marks there. You're right. And so you know, I just don't know that they're going to be able to to keep it up to keep up. And yeah, they have it easy going on schedule, but but you know, time will I, I, tell. Time will tell for sure. But I'm going to still so, stick with my Memphis and uh, John Moran because I just feel like the Grizzlies are coming for this team that came from the bottom. Third best team in the NBA. And so that's just, you yeah. know, I think that's just the biggest wave. That's one of the biggest differences. It's like what Chris Paul did for the Phoenix Suns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think John Moran gets a lot of credit, needs a lot of credit for that. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's my vote right now. Well, and without him, Memphis wouldn't be there. Let's just face it. I mean. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, anyways, let's get into the NFL, all right? All right, let's get back in. All right, so we got a lot of crazy stuff going on with the NFL right now. Uh, with all these free agent quarterbacks and, and you know, the quarterbacks that aren't free agents that seem to want to leave their teams. Uh, I mean, yeah. There's going to be yep. a lot of quarterback movement in the NFL this offseason. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we got a lot of uh, a lot of crazy news going out there. I just saw um, an article today talking about how people think that Aaron Rodgers is going to stay, but then some people aren't that convinced because you know how Aaron Rodgers is. He likes to play games. He likes to play with people. Yeah. Well, in, in <laughs> Denver, if you, if everybody you knows it. that Aaron Rodgers is a whole troll. He yeah. He's been doing it since day one. Well, and if you look at Denver, I mean Denver, they've already they've already played this script once with Peyton Manning. They're like, we'll take Wilson, we'll take Rodgers, we'll, you know. So they're looking to try to do anything and everything to to land a you know a premier quarterback. But you know, Rodgers is under contract for one more year. Russell Wilson's under contract, I think, for one more one year. more year. So yeah. both of those two individuals, there's a lot of talk about they're leaving their teams, but that would have to be like a blockbuster trade. And how many teams are going to give up? You know, you got to figure to get one of those, or you know, to get one of those guys, you're giving up one or two first round draft picks. You know, yeah. 
Oh, well, no, I'm mistaken. I think uh, he's under contract. Russell Wilson is under contract until 2023. Okay, two more years. Yeah, yeah so. two more years. So, but, yeah, so you're, so you're I mean, I think, I think it's, as far, it's, it's fair to say that at this point, contracts really don't – I mean, they hold you, but do, how much do they really hold you? Because I'll tell you what, Aaron Rodgers oh, well, wants out, he will get out. You know yeah, what I mean? No, you're right. If, if Russell Wilson wants out, he will go He will go out. I mean, the man's – he's been talked about for the whole past year as to where he's going to go. That's been the talk all season as he's been playing with the Seattle Seahawks. Had He had a decent season this year, you know, but – it's still been all talk about Russell Wilson as to where he's going to go next year. Well, so, Russell Wilson, he spent a lot of time hurt this year. Yeah, um, well, even he's running for his life because that that line in Seattle <laughs> is horrendous. So. Yeah, that offensive yeah. line couldn't stop a nosebleed. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's, you tell that to a Steelers uh, fan. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, Russell Wilson. But that's the thing. That's the beautiful thing about Russell Wilson is that he came back. I mean, he had that great win against uh, Arizona at the end of the year, and, and so. He, but well, he's a competitor. He's a, yeah, he's a competitor. So you can never really count that man out. And you know, being hurt most of this year, I think that's what really hurt Seattle because I well, and being in that competitive division. Oh yeah. No, oh, yeah. I mean, it's stacked. You look at the Rams, the 49ers, the Cardinals. I mean, everywhere you turn, there's not a path. Oh, all those teams you know, in the playoffs. Those are all record. playoff teams. Right yeah, there. yeah, <laughs> exactly. There you go. I hadn't even thought about that. They're yeah. All playoff teams. So. And one's the Super Bowl champ, so exactly, yeah. But, but like you said, JJ, earlier is that you know this is starting. The NFL is starting to become a lot like the NBA, where it's a players, it's becoming a players' league, and you got people like Tom Brady and and Aaron Rodgers who are really leading that that stuff up, where they're making decisions. You know, yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers is at the table, and Russell Wilson is working his way over there, and. Uh-huh. Uh, you know they're they're calling shots, and you know when you have a player like that, especially with the skill that they have and stuff like that, they're gonna make waves, and they're gonna be able to essentially do what you do what they want. You know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so so we're talking about those two guys because those are pretty much top tier level, right? They're they're the yeah. primo targets, if you will. But what are some of the second tier QBs out there that you guys think would mix it up, or well, where would they go, and how would it look? James Winston. Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah. So let's Jameis, talk about Jameis. Yeah. And a lot of these players, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like when you, you, it's a big jump when you're coming from an Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson to a Jameis Winston. Right. That's what I'm saying. No, I understand that. Not even the same tier, right? Yeah. No, they're not even <laughs> maybe a couple tiers down. <laughs> a couple tiers down. True. Very, very you mediocre know. quarterbacks. I mean, not mediocre. I mean, well, mediocre, no, but you got to yeah, look mediocre. at, J- well, no, you got to look at Jameson. He's not a mediator. He threw for like 4,000, almost 5,000 yards. The only problem was he had like 32 interceptions. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but if and you look at him. Problem. But that's if you a look big problem. But if you look at the Saints, though, he fixed that. Working yeah. with Sean Payton, working with Drew Brees. I mean, you know, that whole, not Drew Brees, but that whole organization. I mean, he, before his injury, and that's the big question mark, right? Before his injury, he looked like a different quarterback. He wasn't throwing yeah. interceptions. He's rifling the ball down the field. <clears throat> so, I, you know, I think he's, he's a huge question mark in terms of his overall ability. And obviously he's not at Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers level, but he could make somebody a really solid quarterback. Well, I mean, we're yeah. talking about yeah. crab. We're talking about crab legs, Jameis Winston over here. I mean, he, no, oh, man. I mean, have you seen this man run before? Have you seen <laughs> that man scramble out of the pocket? I mean, that oh. guy – yeah, so he's getting chased by something. His health is definitely going to be a big concern coming into the season. Yeah, absolutely. So, where would you guys absolutely. see him landing? I see him landing Saints. in New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, gonna, gonna, I, I will go as far right now to say that the Saints are going to keep him. Um, if 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 there is going to be a shock, if there's going to be you know some trembles going on in this league as to where he's going to go, if anywhere he he might end up at the Bucks. Just from what I've heard, people. You know, there's talking a, there's a like lot that. of rumbling. There's a lot of talk about that. Exactly. So it's so it's never it's never solid as to where he goes. But the Saints really like him. He's going to come back next year healthy. We like what we saw when he was healthy. So why not just stay with it? You know what I mean? We were competing right. for a playoff position before well, we he know. got hurt. Okay, and, so well, we know he ain't going to Tampa Bay if Tom Brady comes out of it. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Let, let's talk about let's talk about the uh, really controversial quarterback at this point, Deshaun Watson. 
Oh. oh what do you do with that man though what do you do with somebody well, like that not, though? what do you do with that man well yeah i mean ton of baggage a, catch 22. a lot of baggage you're right you're a lot of baggage but the, the, the guy can play you oh, know and but it it, it, well it comes down to it comes down to one of those things where it's like, do you want to have somebody like that in your locker room? We've seen it before with Tim Tebow. You know, we've seen it before with Kyrie Irving. With you know, if, if players don't like him, he ain't gonna Tim be there, whoa, no matter whoa, whoa, how good whoa, whoa, he is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow was a leader. You can't put Tim oh, in that conversation. Why do you stop playing? Him? Why do you stop playing though? Stop playing Just saying, he wasn't a good quarterback. Yeah, he wasn't a good quarterback. We're talking Which is about exactly what I'm saying. You can be a good player, but if if you're not, no, if no, you don't you're... fit in that okay, puzzle, you ain't gonna be there. Hold no, hold on. You're you're trying to put uh, a a alleged rapist with the Deshaun Watson. Oh man, it's not. Goody it's boy, not... come on missions in the off season. Tim Tebow yeah, preaching Christ. Yeah, so you just can't really put that in the same. It's Tim it's Tebow. not even that. And you, and you know what? I'm I'm gonna bring up somebody who's been talked about recently that I, that I could I could put the same argument against. Kyler Murray. What's gonna happen with Kyler Murray? Are you, oh. are the Cardinals gonna keep him? They sound like they do, but is it gonna be a good fit for them? I don't I don't know. Tom, we're talking about this before the podcast and you know arizona's mishandled that whole situation you know kyler murray came in they hire kingsbury they re- they just retool everything they give kyler murray everything and now he's like this spoiled kid that ne- has never been told no now he wants yeah. this big contract but he you know he doesn't play. He's not as good as Josh Allen. He's not as good as Patrick Mahomes. He's not at their level. He's not but even he as wants good to as be, Dak Prescott. Yeah, but he wants to be put in that category. And and if I'm the Cardinals, I've created a monster. And now yeah. what are they going to do with it? Yeah. They're 100% right. Kyler Murray, he's he's becoming toxic. and Exactly. And, and that, well, that, 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 that would be – You look at the leaders of the, of the Arizona Cardinals, like a Larry Fitzgerald coming out and saying he did say – J.J. Watt. Well, no, Larry Fitzgerald was talking about just about how spoiled he was. And I feel like, you know, he had a really good point about that. And, well, and he, and he was the one that really pointed out he, – he was talking to a colleague, Greg Jennings, and Jennings just shared this on, on uh, one, uh, Sports Talk Radio – but just said, you know, basically that Larry had said that, you know, Cardinals just basically set the table and just gave Kyler Murray everything and just, you know, revamped their offense, new coach, you name it. And they framed it everything for him. And, you know, and here we are, here we are now after the Super Bowl and, and Murray's acting the way he's acting. He, he, and he's only three years into his five-year rookie contract and he wants a new deal. Well, and the way that he's acting right now, too. I mean, he's going doing things as toxic as scrubbing the Cardinals off of your IG and doing things <laughs> like that. I mean, like, and then he's turning around and being like, oh, no, I'm fine. I want to be in Arizona, this and that. And, you know, it's all good and stuff like that. But it's like, come on, man. You're not fooling anybody. Nope. Yeah. And, 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 and on the Larry Fitzgerald thing, I mean, I, I think you guys all know who his dad is. His dad's a well-renowned, you know, he's, he's a – He's a sports – he puts out a lot of good sports articles and stuff like that. And his, his dad actually just tweeted the other day, and he said that Kyler Murray is spoiled, uh, brings his Oklahoma offense to the NFL team, uh, has to catch up with great talent. He's never been humbled. Keep working. That's all he said. Yep, and, yep. and you know what I mean? That that's, that's a big shot, and that's a – you know, well, that's, somebody that's, who knows his stuff. I was just going to say, that's truth right there. That's truth right there. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's – so Kyler Murray definitely needs to work on that. But, you know, he's going to be in Arizona. And yeah. you know, I don't think – I mean, the biggest thing that the Arizona messed up on er, – that Arizona messed up on recently is this Cliff Kingsbury extended contract. Oh, my God. Oh, why? Because what? because you, be don't, you don't think that he can – NFL. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So Tommy, are, are you are you doubting his ability to lead this team to <laughs> yes, the playoffs? One hundred percent. Look at them right but, now. Look at them right now. I mean, he's letting this Kyle, this Kyle Murray. I mean, this kid just off the reins. I mean, just going. I understand that. I understand that. But but my point is 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 how did the Arizona Cardinals do during the regular season? How'd they do? Well, well they, you know against big teams, they went, they went seven got, and zero. 
They were ten yep. and three, and then they lost five out of their last seven, including okay. getting to- including so- getting totally humiliated in the playoff game. I mean, in that first round of that wild card game, that was absolutely humiliating. And you know, on top of it, absolutely for all of my Arizona peeps out there, one of the things I feel most bad about is that Arizona doesn't know how to win in Arizona. Oh, I, mean, I know. Just... I was sitting front row the, when they played the Rams on December 13th, and they looked horrible at home. <laughs> I mean, talk about talk about you know fan haters. I mean, this, I mean, <laughs> what what kind? Of, so they just got they got a lot of stuff to figure out, and I don't think Cliff King. I don't. And they have a lot of things to figure out, and I don't think that signing Cliff Kingsbury to the extended contract for a couple more years is. The way to figure this out. This is a I step backwards in my. Opinion. I wouldn't be surprised in two to three years you don't see Kyler Murray or Kingsbury with the Cardinals. Yeah, no, I, that, that very well could happen. That's a good take. I don't know. I, I, so what I about? Like, I what like about stay that? on this top. Go ahead, Dan. What, what about Jimmy G? <laughs> <laughs> what about him? Born star Jimmy. <laughs> Dang. Um. Well, San Francisco's got a dilemma, right? Because I don't three, I don't think uh, Trey Young's ready. But it seems like Jimmy G gets disrespected left and right. But he had him right there. Yeah, the NFC then, Championship game. I mean, Roethlisberger didn't do that. No. Uh, well, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I know Ben Roethlisberger didn't do, but that defense. Aaron Rodgers didn't do it. That defense carried. Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, well, it, yeah. no, but but Jimmy stepped up and made the plays when he had to. He didn't cost him. Barely, barely made the plays. Yeah, I was going far to say. Agents out there, you look at potential quarterbacks. Jimmy G might be an option for somebody. There's, I hear a lot of rumors he might be going to the Steelers. I've seen that too, and I'm just pretending that never happened. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I, I don't think Tommy's uh, all uh, okay with that. <laughs> no, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a good guy. He's out there doing his own thing, pulling, he's a pulling porn stars and doing things <laughs> doing like that. And that's good for him. But that is not what Pittsburgh needs or wants right now. <clears throat> I mean, I guess. What is Pittsburgh going to do about the quarterbacks? Yeah, come on, Tommy. Beggars can't be choosers, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, with a quarterback that we have, Mason Rudolph, right now, we're definitely big, and we're out there on our knees. I guess hands out. Yeah, so I guess Jimmy Garoppolo, he wouldn't be the worst pick. Well, I think we need a stopgap, right? We need somebody to step up and at least give us a chance. I've been on this all year, uh, Dwayne Askins. Just give the boy a chance. I, I would agree. I'm a, I'm a Buckeye fan, so I, I would agree. I mean, he hasn't really had a fair shake yet. I mean, you know, he, he gets drafted by Washington Commanders now. The Commanders. Commanders. Well, yeah. You know, it's like it's like Zach Wilson getting drafted by the Jets. I mean, you know, you go. Hey, don't, put respect, don't put disrespect <laughs> on Zach Wilson. No, I'm putting disrespect on the Jets and Washington. You know, you get these you get these skilled quarterbacks that go to these teams that are horrible front offices and offensive lines that say, "Hey, hey go kill my quarterback." You know, <laughs> so I I, I kind of think uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Haskins get a chance. No, not at all. Haskins is you know I, I'm just disappointed with him to one year. We got to figure out what we're going to do with him because I mean I guess he's technically it would be a free agent right now. I mean, he he's been back up, but he didn't dress out once in this regular season. I know. I, I, and what what was that? Uh, no, no rumblings or yeah. And when I mean, he played really good in the in the preseason, yeah. I know it's the preseason. Don't get me wrong; it's preseason. Slow down, pump the brakes. But like, um, <laughs> like I said, you know, he was he he was uh he was projected to be a really high draft pick. Um, when he was drafted well over Kyler Murray and those those guys those cats and stuff like that. But um I he was disrespected and, and I think he's just young and I think that it'll do him do great things for him to to continue to be in Pittsburgh to be under the leadership of Mike Tomlin because I think Mike Tomlin's the best um coach in the game right now. But uh I'm, yeah Dwayne Haskins is my I think he, he's my guy that I want. And so you, yep. so for your Saints, we just kind of double back a little bit, JJ. So you're saying they're going to go with Jameson. What about uh, your other QB there in New Orleans? What are they going to do with uh, your boy Tyson? Oh, I don't know. I, 
I I, I want to say that we want to keep him, you know, but it's just it's just at this point where I think that we have a path that we want to take, and I don't think that I don't think that not only does Taysom Hill not want to fit into that spot, but I don't think that we really want him to fit into that spot. He's a great weapon to have. Anybody who gets him, um, you know, it's 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 a big win for them. Um, but I think that we he's really not a bona fide quarterback. He's he's, he's a not knight, right? Yeah, he's yeah. not a quarterback. He's just not a quarterback. I just put that out there. He's not a quarterback. Right. He's, he's, he's not. Every time every time that man throws the ball down much... the field, I get terrified. I pee myself <laughs> right. a little. You could just, just one of those things. Bubble, just <laughs> oh, puckered up. <laughs> puckered up. Yeah. Uh. No, Taysom Hill. Like you know, I respect the man. He does a lot of good things. He does a lot of good things, but he they need a real quarterback in New Orleans. Well, it's just about roles, right? Right. Yeah. He's got a role. He's a Swiss Army knife, and and that's why Sean Payton, you know, I think you know went with Jamison to begin with, so that he could see he could keep his Swiss Army knife and have a quarterback. Absolutely. Um. So one more thing before we switch on to another topic here. Um, I think we got at least one more to talk about here. Um, but before I want to get into that, Tommy talking about free agents and my team and free agents and all that kind of stuff. Juju, what are we gonna do with Juju, man? <laughs> I love Juju. He's not gonna be a Steeler. Ooh, we'll he looks like he's leaving. I don't know. He's got a lot of interest in Kansas City right now. That that that's where the talk is right now. Ooh. And then Trey Trey on, me, I'm very Trey on for Juju. Trey on Matthews for Juju. No, it's not, a, it's not a trade. He's a, well, he's a free agent. He's a free yeah, agent. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying. So, and we know how much Tommy really loves Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, that'll be a great thing. Hey, hey, I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Patrick. I respect the man. I just don't like Hey, him. hey, if you like him, you got to like his, his girlfriend and his brother, too. Beyonce. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's, it's a package deal. Um, no, yeah, we'll see what happens to Juju. I mean, we got we still, I'm not super stressed about it. Um, because we still got Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, we've, you know, we've, we've, we've got, got a lot of talent. We've, we've got, got uh, what is that, Fryermuth or whatever his last oh, name yeah, is? Oh, yeah, Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. He's a he's a stud young Ooh. tight end, I'm telling you. So, they've got all the <laughs> players, they just need a quarterback. You know, that's that's the Steelers' deficiency right now. Oh yeah, and you know what? Um, I would love, I, and you know, if if Dwayne Haskins doesn't work out, Kenny Pickett, can I get a penny? Kenny, uh, can I get a Kenny Pickett? In the first who? <laughs> Never heard of him. Huh? I said Kenny. Who? Never heard of him. No, that would be that would be a good pick if you guys could get him. There's there's like I like Dad said. And we've been talking about there's a lot of people who want some quarterbacks right now. Well, quarterbacks and, and it's in so high demand right now. And, you know, rumor has it he's climbing up higher than where Pittsburgh's at. So who knows? Yeah. Well, I actually saw some things about New Orleans picking up Kenny Pickett's at number 18. Mm-hmm. Which we're keeping Jamie Winston. I'm putting it out there. You know, I lock in my answer. Winston, keep Jameis Winston. Let Kenny Pickett's fall at twenty to Pittsburgh, and we will take the 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 Kenny Pickett's Pittsburgh native, and uh, he's going to take us to Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know. I'll call the commissioner right <laughs> now, and I'll make it happen. I'm just telling you right now, Pickett's Pickett's wouldn't be a bad pick, but in a regular draft where there was were good QB prospects, Pickett's would be a second round pick. It is very, very thin, so it'll probably go in the first round because there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. But he is a project. He he's not he's not going to come out, sit a year, and then be Patrick Mahomes. He's just not. He's got a really high ceiling. It's just a question of being able to see if he can prove himself at the NFL level. Yeah. Okay, I got another topic that I want to talk about. Um, it's a hot topic right now because it's an entire league. What's going on with the MLB? <laughs> Baseball. Ooh. Money, 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 money. Yeah, no, that's a tough one. And, and, and you know, that whole league, I feel like that, that league is just so toxic. There's just so much. It, it is. Well, I'll, I'll give you a perspective that, that I would probably only be able to give with the three of us because of my age. But back in 94 and 95, baseball went on strike, right? 
first time in, in MLB history that the World Series was canceled. Yeah. Took them 11 years to get to their attendance uh, mark that they were before they went on strike. So it wasn't until 2006 they got their attendance back up. But what's really happened in Major League Baseball is what happened after World War One, right? So in World War One, we the Germans, um, you know, got they were beaten, and all these rules and all these regulations and everything were just stifling. Germany couldn't have a army; they couldn't do this, they couldn't do that, and they and we what of course happened. World War Two came, Germany came out because of the restrictions. Well, what's happening now is you're seeing. Oh, since the 90s to today, the owners have won continuously over and over. They, they've been extending how long they can hold free agents. They've been, they've been keeping a quasi-salary cap. They don't call it the salary cap, but it's a luxury tax. They've been, it's been win after win after win in terms of the owner's camp. And what we're seeing now is that the players are finally just saying enough's enough. And they realize yeah that this, this uh, collective bargaining agreement is going to be for the next 10, 15 years, and they're not going to continue to get walked on. So I, I anticipate a pretty long, drawn-out, possibly canceled season as both of these sides try to get together because the players are not going to get pushed around anymore. It's not just about the money. It's about free agency. It's about yeah. the luxury. It's, there's so many pieces that the, the players are at disadvantage that it's it's going to get ugly. And and that's just too bad because <clears throat> baseball is becoming one of those lost arts and and this is not going to do it any better. I mean but really in my opinion I can see this going one of two ways. Um this is either going to break the MLB and it's going to be as renowned as indoor football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or it's gonna, or they're gonna make some big changes, and it's gonna become, it's gonna become revitalize. Popular again. Yeah, yeah revitalize. And, and and they can definitely take advantage of this and really change change it so that they can, you know, uh, make a lot of big differences so that it can be a better sport to watch. I mean, because um, I don't know how many people that are listening to this show watch very much baseball, but I know a lot of my colleagues and friends don't watch any. And so, um, well, and a lot of young kids just see baseball as boring. Exactly. You know, me and my buddies, we went to a couple games last year just to drink beer, you know? So it's like, um, <laughs> that's just what it's come down to. And, and, uh, you know, and that's just too bad because I love baseball. You know, I've been playing it since I was yeah. little. And, you know, I, I think, Same. yeah, it used to be, it's, it used to be the American yeah, pastime. Used to be, used to be. Yeah. Um, and I, and I would love to see it come back to its good, good old, good glory, glory days like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of it, I think, I mean, I, I, I don't I'm not taking the side of the players entirely because I think that, you know, baseball could be as great as it, as it used to be if baseball players were as relevant as they used to be. I'm talking Derek Jeter, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds. You know, those are big household names that everybody knew about. But, like, who do we know about right now? El Tuve, the cheater with Houston. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Shoei Otani. <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. There's a lot of – there's not – I mean, you got, well, like, Bryce Harper, maybe a Mike Trout. Trout yeah. Mike Trout. But, There's a few, but no. they're not. They're not as animated. They're they're not. You you have these players that were bigger than life back in the yeah. day, and yeah, where exactly. are those players now? And I, got Tatis out of San Diego. I mean, but maybe you're right. But but to me, it just it just kind of seems like. I mean, you got these NBA players who are out doing these big things. You know, I'm talking like LeBron James. You know, Jason Tatum has a ruffle chips for crying out loud you know what i mean like like people people see these faces all the time i like where do i see baseball at all sunflower seeds you know what i mean like like they, they're not making these big appearances like like these other these other people aaron Rodgers, discount double check you know what i mean like they yeah it has to be a relevant one for in people your to be like oh that's what it is you know what i mean but i think in that your... these players are sitting back and they're just they're just collecting a check. You know how you got those people who go to work and they're just like, I'm just here to collect a check. I don't care well, about just, anything else. It just goes back. It just goes back to what Dad was saying too, because um, the 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 
the owners have so much more power and yeah you get walked on for so long you can only the morale i mean like like you said things have got to change and these players aren't going to be exciting these players are losing their passion once they make it to the big leagues and you know yeah. it's, it's uh just not what it used to be and that's because well, and, and that's why we are where we are and it's kind of like what you just said, either you or Tommy had said when we were talking about the football, that if Wilson wants out, he's going to get out. If Rodgers wants out, that doesn't happen in baseball. The lone yeah. owners have players locked down, and yeah. for longer periods of time. I think it takes you five or six years when you first get into the league to be able to be like an unrestricted free agent. I mean, it, it just the structure of the league is structured to to benefit the owners. And, and the other thing that they're talking about, too – is there's no minimum salary, right? So yeah, you have a team. You have a team. I think it was it was a Toronto or I can't remember what it was, but you had a team last year that cut their payroll to fifty million. I mean, that, that's nothing. And so you know they're not putting out a good product, and but they're still s- selling tickets. They're still making money. So there's no type of regulation or there's no type of stipulation that says, well, as a major league team, you have to at least spend this amount of money. And so that's the other issue. Um, you know, the other issue about having the designated hitter in the National League. There's a lot of talk about that. The players want that. The owners don't want that. So, you know, there's there's just a lot of things that hinge on. And, and kind of like what Tommy said, I think there needs to be changes made to revitalize the sport. And I don't think the owners, they're just like, hey, we got the golden goose. Why do we need to worry about it? We're making money. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're not motivated. No, and, and and you're right. Like things like having that designated hitter, that just makes the game more exciting. And and to the owners, it just makes the game faster. And so you know, so it's like, uh, and the owners are gonna make their money, um, off of everything, and the players make their money off of the salaries. And when they're not getting what they think they deserve, which a lot of them, you know, earn, you know, they work hard, they dedicate their lives to this stuff, and they deserve it. And and yeah. you know. I'm definitely taking the player side that there definitely needs to be some changes. Well, yeah. and, and the thing about it is even if you don't take the player side, even if you take the owner side, the bottom line is we've got these individuals, owners and players, and it, the scale is unbalanced, but the bottom line is they need to figure it out. There's a lot of money to be lost with greed. And so they've got to, they got to figure out, the best model. And I think they need to look at the NFL. They need to look at basketball. They need to look at some of the other major sports and adopt some of those mechanisms that are going to bring more balance and more, um, you know, uh, more, uh, I don't know, just more life to the game, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Faster, just more watchable. Mm -hmm. When you got, when you got games where it's just pitch, pitch and you got these, pitchers taking like almost a minute to pitch the ball i mean that's just not fun to watch well yeah you're two and a half three three and a half hours in and yeah. you're, you know and the game still hasn't been decided yeah so hopefully we can make they can make some big changes and they can make some progress in baseball because i love baseball and i want to go to a rockets game this year so <laughs> so sure. um, you know that's that's what that is and um a little bit of a curveball coming off of our subject of baseball um, to kind of end, uh, end our conversation today. Uh, UFC, are you guys watching the fights this weekend? Not me. Wait, who's when who's, is it? What day is it on? Uh, Saturday night, the Covington and Masvidal fight. Ooh. I might be able to watch the, the main card fight. I get off of work at six, so... So who do you have in that? Masvidal. Really? Yeah. Masvidal. Masvidal's a beast. That he dude is, eats he... people. But yeah. you don't think Covington even has a shot? Oh, of course Covington has a Covington's favorite in this fight. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. I, I was thinking Covington was going to take it. I don't know yeah. either fighter. I'm not well-versed in UFC, so I'll just put that out there. But, uh, but there's been a lot of talk about Covington, and can Masvidal handle him? I mean, and I, if he, if he if he comes out and fights like he always fights, then yeah. But when was the last Masvidal fight? A year ago? No, bro, he just fought. Did he? Yeah, he Who just he fought, fought uh, Usman. 
He took him, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He lost. He got knocked out. He got knocked yeah. out. He got knocked oh, out. I didn't see that one. Wasn't that first was round, bad. too? That was a bad day for me. I lost a lot of money. No, I'll probably be able to watch the main card fight. Um, I'll probably get it, so. No, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so it's going to be exciting. We'll see what happens this next week. We'll see what happens with the combine that's coming up in the NFL, and we'll see what happens with some of these free agents. And, you know, we've got some deadlines coming up, and hopefully the MLB can make their decisions. And uh, we'll just keep watching basketball and, uh, uh, you know, see how this MVP thing goes for uh, mm-hmm. for our guys out there. And... Yeah, see how the season <laughs> unfolds. It should be interesting. Yep. And, uh, and uh, we got March Madness coming up, too. Oh, March Madness, big time. Ooh, it is March. Keep your eyes out there so. for my Razorbacks. My Razorbacks are coming for the, the chip this year. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. Them Bulldogs, them Gonzagas, they, they looking hot as ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're looking good. Yeah. Didn't they just lose it? The, the who? Who's this? Yeah, but but also six at six. Okay. Out of the top oh, ten St. teams. Mary's. There's a St. fluke Mary's. every once in a while. A yeah. Fluke. Blue. And 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 I'm I'm just putting this out there right now because I'll, I'll definitely touch on it next next time we do our podcast probably next week. Um, six out of the top ten teams have just lost their championship games. So top ten, six of those teams had just lost against whoever they're playing against in the championship games. Yeah, so there, that's, a, little, that's a little frightening a going in. There's yeah, a lot of parity. But that's that's March Madness for you. That's, oh, that's March. Yeah. You got yep, counting in that March. All right, boys. Well, thank you everybody for listening to our podcast today. We'd like to uh, thank Dad over here for joining us. Yes, uh, sir. It's been my pleasure, boys. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week uh, on the two boy, two brown boys in a podcast podcast. Yep. All right. <laughs> I'll see now. you later, Stinky. All right, bye, ugly.